Episode 302 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gable. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. I'm doing okay for the most part today. <laughs> this week has been kind of crazy in terms of the work stuff, plus I just found out I'm going to be moving pretty soon, so it's been sort of a weird, hectic type of week. <laughs> but other than that, though, I have been able to pick up a good sum of... Uh, New games and stuff this week, so it's not that bad. Huh. Yeah, I guess positives and the negative, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. What's up, um, you? <laughs> doing okay. Uh, weird work week, you know, despite only, you know, we had Thursday and Friday off for Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, it still somehow felt like one of the longest weeks of work in the history of mankind. Yeah, it did. Uh, so, but yeah, no, it was, it was good. Uh, uh, it was kind of cool. Um, I went to the grocery store today, and I've been using the same body wash for years now. Uh, I just like it a lot. I get, I get, you know, it's it's cold. I get really dry skin, you know. Uh, so I've been using. I always use this like hydrating skin one. Uh, it's a little pricey. It's like five something a, a bottle and, and stuff. But uh, went to the store today. They had it on sale for three dollars. Nice. And on top of that, Gables, not only was it three dollars, they had what's called a fuel saver. Okay. So, uh, fuel saver is like, so the grocery store also owns a gas station in the same parking lot and you buy things, things go on fuel saver. So you go, Hey, buy three of these items. You can get 25 cents off a, a gallon ah. and they just have a bunch of random stuff like that. So not only was it on sale for $3 for every two you bought 12 cents off a gallon. I'm like, nice. I just so happens I need some. I've never seen it just cheap before. Sometimes you see it on sale for four bucks. I bought 12. <laughs> I bought 12 of them. Could not help myself. I'm like, so I'm good. I'm good on uh, body wash until I'm a big guy. So at least Christmas. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Christmas. yeah, uh, no, probably, probably, probably closer to like Easter or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I really don't know how long they last me. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so that's that, that was a highlight of my day that's pretty sweet uh i did get to see um bohemian rhapsody yeah. with uh justin the other day uh which was uh really cool um get to see that we went to the uh they have a flicks brew house um out here uh well not not nearby it, it's a, it's a little bit of a trek out there but it's it's around and it's like a it's a brewery that also shows it's a it's a movie theater that also is a brewery and uh they have like you can they like have a you can order food there and like you just like press like so when it's dark you press this little button and a little circle comes on and the waitress will come to you and you like write on like a basically like a post-it note mm-hmm. what you want and you just hand it to her and stuff so that way you don't distract people while watching the movie it was really cool um got to drink some beer watch the movie um uh, you know it was really cool to see uh, bohemian rhapsody uh, queen is uh uh one of my favorite bands probably my favorite band of all time you know growing up loving it i probably told the story before but uh when I got a CD player when I was a kid, uh, I got two two CDs with it. My first two CDs ever. Space Jam soundtrack, which is still fantastic to this day, people. Lives up. Uh, and the Queen Greatest Hit album. Ah. So, because uh, I was a big fan of uh, We Are the Champions because uh, of uh, Mighty Ducks 2. Yep. Uh, when Coach Bombay and all the kids are 
singing it around the uh, the campfire, the uh, fire. Yeah, uh, you remember that too? Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, of course, so, dude. <laughs> that was a, a classic moment. Great moment. Classic nineties uh, films. Yeah, after they beat the stupid Russians in the in the fucking gold and won the gold medal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was sweet. Uh, I love that song. So my parents bought bought it for me, and I end up now it's like we will rock you and we're the champions. You're like two of them. Like not my least. They're still great songs, but they're like the the least listened to ones out of my my collection of Queen albums I own. Um, but yeah, so growing up being a fan of that it was cool. Like getting to go watch that, and it's like the the whole movie is like it's really just a Queen concert with some like story parts in between. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's kind of like the best way to put it in like video game terms. It's like it's like Gears of War, you know, where like yeah, there's a story to it, but it's really just like some filler, like a little bit of a break in between the action, you know, like the, the story's there. Uh, it's it's mostly bullshit. Like uh, you you look like you do a little bit of research. A lot of that stuff is dramatized or not didn't even happen at all. Um, so it's just kind of like yeah, we're just trying to put some stuff in here. Like that's one of the best parts is like is the concerts and then they actually do a lot. It's mostly there's a lot. It's basically like one big Queen concert, and then also like some cool moments of how they came up with, came up with the songs, which a lot of those are also kind of bullshit. But it was great. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I laughed. Uh, I literally cried at one point when uh, they started singing Radio Gaga, which is probably my second favorite Queen song, um, other than Don't Stop Me Now. It's always been my favorite. Um, But as soon as they played that, I was like, I couldn't help it. It was just tears of joy just started strolling down my face. Uh, It was awesome. I love that. Love the movie. Uh, It's just fun. Uh, Obviously, there's a little bit of bias there with being my favorite uh band ever but uh i i feel like i said i thought it was great it's fun i think it's it's even if you're a casual queen fan or you just know their hits uh it's you can still enjoy this movie for just please god know that like a lot of the shit that happened in the movies did didn't really happen or right isn't happened like that uh but yeah so you know it's been it's been a fun week we had thanksgiving ate a lot of ate a lot of food too much food um it was fun uh i got i've been eating leftovers like crazy mm-hmm. like a madman this week um i'm assuming you did too oh yeah plenty i'll tell you what we just finished off the turkey today so it's like, yeah we ended up finding out that the some bit of the turkey was actually not cooked the dark meat was actually not cooked Ew. and uh we the because everything else on top of the turkey was cooked thoroughly and stuff like that so it looked like it was done and stuff and then my mom discovers just today the bottom of the turkey was just trying to make some soup out of it it's like well nope the bottom part here is raw still like what yeah. yeah no you could throw the dark meat away anyways yeah i don't really eat the dark meat anyway so it's like no, it's mm. terrible it's awful it's good it's a good thing you saved the white meat that's that's the important part <laughs> um that's the best part the best part really all of, of thanksgiving is really just the the leftovers like i like taking the hawaiian rolls yeah and you put some butter on it and you get some ham and some turkey, you make a little sandwich out of them. Yeah, we still like, like oh, God. <laughs> we still got a ham that we can cook up too. You know, it's like man. Yeah, yeah. We we cooked half of a ham. Uh, the other half is in there, but it's gonna be for uh, uh, fuck. What is it? Ham and it's like a soup. Ham. I don't remember. But they always make that. My family always makes that after Thanksgiving. Like they always cut half of it, make half of it. Unfortunately, that means that the ham is gone. Well, before the turkey is, we have a little bit of turkey left. I plan on uh, polishing that up I after see. the show because it's fucking awesome. 
Uh, but I'm running out of rules, which is uh, a crisis to say the <laughs> least. Um, but yeah, no, it's so it's been it's been an okay week, you know. Uh, it sucks that next week is going to be a full week again of work. Uh, you know, spoiled by uh, we had we had extra life a couple weeks ago, so it was a short week there, and then a couple full weeks, and then fucking Thanksgiving. So uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's been it's been fun. Um, just before we get into like the actual show, though. I gotta tell you guys, mm. there ain't no news. Re- like I got NPDs for you this week, which just excites me because I love reading that shit. But uh, it being Thanksgiving, not really much of a surprise. Uh, just everybody, I think everybody's on vacation this week, so there wasn't really anything going on. Um, so I, I figured this week we can kind of we have, I have a couple little topics that we could talk about. Okay, um, in, in its place. Um, but yeah, like I said, no news. Um, but before we get there, let's talk about uh, what we've been playing. So there's two games that we've both been playing this week, which I think we can save for last. Okay. Um, or we can do them first, whatever order you want to do them in. And then we have, I'm sure we have some games that we played that we both didn't play. Which one do you want to do first? Okay, let's go ahead with the individual ones that we've played first. Okay. Uh, do you want to start or shall I start? Uh, let's see. Let's see. You go ahead and start for this one. Okay. Um, I had a hangnail. Sorry, it was bothering me. Ah. There we go. It's gone. Uh, so, um, I played a couple games. I picked up one game this week, and I finally uh, finished off a game um, that I bought way back in, like, February or March. Um, the first up, the game that I, I finally uh, finished up, got off my pile of shame, is a game called Moss. Uh, ah. It is a PSVR game that came out, like I said, February or March. Uh, it's like it's like thirty bucks, but you can find it on sale uh, a lot cheaper nowadays. It's it's out physically now. It was digitally back when it came out, um, and it actually comes if you buy the two hundred dollar PSVR headset right now. It comes uh, it's bundled in with the uh, headset. So I think a lot of people have that game now. They didn't have it, that didn't have it before uh, in the last couple of weeks. But um, anyways, so I I picked it up. I played it for like a half an hour. Uh, not too, that was not too long after I got my uh, headset. This is actually the game that kind of uh, pushed me over that line to like, because, uh, you know, I, I've been saying, just kind of like with like the Wii U and, you know, like the, a lot of other consoles, and really you look at it, it's like a console itself, uh, where it's like, I'm just waiting for the games to get there, the library to get there. And this was like the first game. And then there's, there's some cool stuff in there I want to check out. Uh, the Last Guardian also, VR thing uh, was also a big push in that direction, which was only like a 10 minute thing, uh, but it was cool. Uh, but anyways, so this game, like I said, came out, you know, eight, nine months ago. Um, and I played it for half an hour and it wasn't, I disliked it. It was just that, uh, I think I was playing it and I played something else before that and I started making me queasy. And so I stopped, I, I started playing Moss and I was just like, I can't do it right now. So I quit and I'm like, I'll just go back to it. And I've, you know, I've, I've talked about a lot in the past with my, with the VR thing where I'm just scared to play it sometimes just cause like. You know, I look at, like, you get, like, I don't want to play it on work nights because I don't want to get sick and then potentially miss work because I play fucking played VR. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, I don't want to play it on the weekend because I want to, like, lose my one or two days off I get a week uh, playing VR. <laughs> Just to get motion uh, sickness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, the, few, the couple times I've got motion sickness, like, I was down for the count for uh, pretty much the rest of the day. And it's just, it's just scary to play. And, like, and you never know, like, um, it's just been kind of random what games do it to me. Like even like, uh, you know, very popular games that like a lot of that have a decent amount of fanfare behind it. Like the Batman game was my worst experience where I literally threw up Ooh. after playing Batman. 
Uh, and you know, I've had like other games where I played like one of my other favorite games I played on there was just uh, it's called Two Minute Drill Football. Where uh-huh. it was, uh, you literally you're just throwing the football and it's just like you got two minutes to score a touchdown, and you just play like as many teams in a row to score a touchdown. Uh, and like it's like a cheaply, it's not like a very high tech game. It's like the it's basically like the the football players don't even have arms or legs. Huh. You just basically throw it at their bodies and it sticks to them. Um, and it was like a ten dollar game, and like I was the most fun I had with that thing. I didn't get sick at all. I played it for like a couple hours. Uh, but anyways, Moss. Uh, this is a game by uh, Polyarch, which is actually up. This game is up for award for best studio debut game. Wow. Uh, for Game Awards, which is uh, oh my god, that's what December sixth, so about a week and a half away. Um, and this game will probably get my vote. It's uh, so I started over. It was like only half an hour in. I'm like, oh, I'll just start over. And what the game is, is you play a little mouse, or there's a little mouse named Quill. And she, her uncle is like a, one of the top people in like their, their army. And you're like, you're like, we live in this village of like mice in the woods. And, you know, it's like you're mice, but you're basically like the mice in a human world. So these trees are gigantic for, you know, for even, they're big for us, but imagine being a little tiny mice, how big they think these things are. And you like live in this little village, and they go off to do something. And the uncle he goes off, and you don't hear anything back about him. And he's, he's in danger, so Quill she goes out, and she's gonna go find her uncle. And along the way, um, you play as the storyteller, is what's called. And like, it's basically first person where you can like Quill's always looking at you. People can see you, and you you control Quill, um, and you can also control the environment around you. Uh, and you're like it's basically being told through like a storybook way. And it's just, it's really weird how it's done. But you also have the PS4 controller that you use and the light on it is like, you can actually like, uh, interact with the world. Like you, you move items around to solve puzzles for Quill and then you have to like move the items and then Quill has to, uh, jump along, like move platformers around so you can jump. It's, it's mostly a puzzle solver, but they're not really overly complicated. Uh, I got stumped maybe five minutes at most in one spot it's basically a room to room solving puzzles. Um, but the art style of it and the characters is just really well done. And it, it's kind of, it's a Tyler game, you know, where it's like, right. Uh, to get the cute art style, uh, you got a mice, which is really adorable. Uh, Quill's a really cool character, but she, although she doesn't really speak, um, she speaks, but it's, it's very limited and it's just, it, it's, it's very simplistic in the way it's played, but I felt that the the characters and the story building, and uh, are just really well done. And I love the. I just cannot get over. Like it's not like a graphical powerhouse. It looks gorgeous though. This game does. Um, it looks very much like a. Uh, the art style reminds me a lot of like Last Guardian or like Shadows of the Colossus kind of look to it aesthetic. Um, but it's just cool when you look like you can like when VR you know you can look around. And you can like see see the world and like the the like the draw distance on this thing is, is huge. And you just like you look like out and you look far out, like past like because like most of the stuff happens directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. You just look far out in the distance and it's like this looks gorgeous. You know, you look it up like it's nighttime, the stars are out there, or you look you look in like to your left, your right, behind you, and it's just you see the woods and you can just see them go on forever and ever. And it it just looks gorgeous and. It, but you know just just playing the game um it's there's some combat to it where you like i said you control quill um and it's pretty simplistic you x is dodge 
squares attack. Um, and you can like stun enemies like by you can like move the controller over them. There's like this blue orb, and you you hover over them and you press like uh, you know like R two and it'll stun. You'll actually like like basically you'll grab them and they can't do anything. And certain puzzles you have to like control them to solve puzzles. Like you have to put them over like be a basically like a statue from a Zelda game on a platform, hold it down right. for you. Or other ones that shoot like fireballs, you can take and you can control where the fireballs go to like you know to move other platforms around. Um, all in all, though, it's not a very long game. It's uh, I think it took me a little over two hours um, oh, okay. to beat. Yeah, which is perfect. You know, like I don't want this game didn't need to be a ten hour game, five hour game, uh, especially in VR. I don't know if I really wanted that. It was perfect for. It's probably the longest stretch I've played VR. Um, before, like, I, th- I, pl- I think I played some hour, hour and a half stretches before. I've never played uh, that long straight. And I came out of it, felt perfectly fine. Uh, I actually, a little bit later on, we played a way out just right afterwards. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I felt fine after that. Um, but, yeah, it was it, it was a really fun game. This is, you know, one, like, I've, I've had some regret buying the VR headset. Especially now that it's, it's dropped in price. Like, uh, it's dropped in price like four months after I bought it. Uh, and I, I'll buy games for it, but then I kind of chicken shit out playing them, and I'll never never play them. Uh, and just just for that, like I said, getting sick and all that. Um, but yeah, this game it's it's fantastic. This is a definitely a system seller, I think. Like, and I, being bundled with it, I think is all the more reason to play it. Uh, but yeah, it, it was fantastic. I'm glad I finished it, and it sets up for sequels, and I'm hoping there are some. Uh, it is out on the Vive and what the fuck, the Oculus Rift. Uh, so it's on everything now, but it had like a six month uh, exclusivity to PSVR. Right. So it's on everything. If you do have a VR headset and you look for something to play, uh, check it out. It's fun. I like it a lot. Um, and the other game I played, I'll, sp- I'll go with this one really quickly. Um, Super Mario Party for the Switch. Okay. I, uh, I've had an inkling to pick it up. It came out about, what, six weeks ago? And uh, kind of what did it, honestly, was playing the Pokemon Let's Go using the Joy-Cons. And I was just like, oh, man, like... I was using them, I'm like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have some nicer ones. And I was looking, and I'm like, ah, you know, I want to play, I've been, want, I've been an inkling to play Mario Party. And I was looking at, like, different Joy-Cons you can get. And I really like the green and gold ones, being, or green and yellow. I'm a Packers fan, green and gold. It's the closest thing they got to it. Uh, and I'm like, ooh, I kind of want those ones. But you can't only get them with Mario Party. And Joy-Cons are like 80 bucks alone. So this is, it was a $100 bundle uh, for just Mario Party and uh, the Joy-Cons. Right. So I'm like, hey, it's a good deal. Basically for... Uh, if I look at it like this for sixty for forty more dollars, I'm getting Joy Cons. For twenty more do- twenty more dollars, I'm getting Mario Party. So like, fuck yeah, I'll buy them. Uh, so I got that. Uh, it kind of worked out. It's all worked together. Traded some games, bought it, uh, and you know I've only played it for a couple hours. I played three or four games of it. Um, I think I played. There's only three boards. I think three or four. Okay. Uh, not a lot. I'm, I don't know if there's more you can unlock later though. And then there's a, like I played a little bit of the online mode, uh, but you know it's it's more Mario Party. Uh, it's better. Uh, I, I haven't played. A, I honestly haven't played a Mario Party though since uh, the last one on the Wii, which was nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just like you know, I, growing up, like Justin and I would like. Um, I remember when I got my GameCube, I got Mario Party Four with it, and I had no idea what Mario Party was. I missed one, two, and three on sixty four. You know, I wasn't a sixty four guy. And uh, I remember going, like 
going over to Justin's house to spend the night over there, and we do like the fifty turns and hundred turns <laughs> with like his brother and like a couple of their friends come like stay a night. You know, we're you know we're kids. I don't think we're teenagers yet, and play up uh, all night playing those games and had just having a blast with it. And I, I think. You know, we, we, we played five, we played six, I remember we played seven with a microphone on GameCube, and they were fine, but they just didn't stick, and then, like, they kind of got weirder and weirder, and it's just like, ugh, they've been just getting worse and worse, like, ten on Wii U was supposed to be, was pretty garbage, I heard, with, you're all on a, on a car together, um, but this one, it's not like, uh, is it, you know, as much, do I love it as much as I played, as much as four? No, but... I don't know if I can. I think I think a lot of that is nostalgia. Like I don't know how much I would enjoy. It. And plus, I'm playing by myself. I'm not playing with people, uh, which obviously a big part of Mario Party is playing with friends. Right. Uh, but just playing on its own, like it is one of the most infuriating games of all time. <laughs> just how random and like luck this game has to do with it. Like I went into. Uh, it was like, I'm just doing 10 game turns and they're like 45 minutes for 10, for 10 turn games. And, uh, like I, I had four stars and everybody else had one star mm. and the, the way to win the game is who has the most stars at the end wins. And you have to spend coin, you have to like get around the board and find, get to the star and you spend coins to get it. And I went and I had, I'm like, all right, well, so there's two turns left. I'm on turn nine and I'm like, I'm going to win this one. Shouldn't be too hard. Even if they get. Uh, you know, some turn, some stars at the end. I should still win it fairly easily. This one fucking computer guy had one star. He got three stars in one turn. Oh, three, three. He found a hidden block, got one. Oh no, he he got to the star, which I knew was gonna happen. Okay, fine. He's got two stars. They move the star three blocks down. What? Gets the star again. I'm like, okay, fuck. All right, a little more challenging. Fine. Does he finishes ends his turn? Lands on a hidden block. Gets another star. Now he has four stars. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I, luckily, you know, I, so it ended, and I should have lost the game. Like, because he had, we had the equal amount of stars. He had more coins than I did. But I won, I won the last two, like, the random stars they give out at the end. Like, the minigame star, and then the, the space star. Uh, I ended up winning that, so I, I won in the end, uh, luckily. Uh, but fuck that game. Yeah, man, it's so frustrating. Like, <laughs> That's like, the I, Mario you know, Party, though. <laughs> yeah, and I knew that going in, but I forgot how frustrating it could be. Where it's like, I won every mini game. I I won all ten of them, and like I'm dominating people. I'm doing like all the smart things, and you get to the computer where it's like, all right, well, hey, you can fuck over to three. One of the you can pick a person to fuck over here. It's like, okay, fuck this guy over here. Fuck that computer over. He's about to get the star. Take all his coins away from him. Now he can't. Now he's not coins to buy the star. No, because I'm in first place. They take my coins. I'm like, okay, now that guy just got a star. You screwed us all. You screwed us all. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. But it's fun. It's still fun. The minigames are fun. Like, I really, I'm, you know, like, I really, I think I have more fun playing, like, back in the day, I remember we just, like, randomly, we just do, like, random uh, minigame, like, playing, like, random games on there. And that, you know, that's fun. I like, the, I don't like some of the random ones I don't, as much, but uh, I do have fun, you know, with the, with the more of the competitive stuff. But, uh, and, you know that takes me into the uh, into the online mode. So you play the online mode. I don't know if these are like their own separate games or they're like mini games from the main like game or not. But I, I played two of them and they're both different. And you play three of the people online. You just play. You don't play the Mario Party part of the board, which kind of sucks. But you just play five mini games, and a lot of them are like time based. So it's like who can survive the longest, who can do something the fastest, 
and whoever has the most points total like so one of the games where it's like um what was it oh like the the football guys are like uh like like going after you and they're like they're uh coming from you all different directions you have to like go the longest without get hit and i ended up winning this this mini game and it was like i i survived 26 seconds or the the second the last guy besides me was knocked out after 26 seconds and i still have to keep going so i went into like 32 seconds or something mm-hmm. like that so i got more points in the, from it i don't know how the points are scored but so i had the most points and it's basically more of like doing things the fastest or lasting the longest and the points are based off your score your time and whoever has the best time overall in the end wins um and they're fun like they're like 15 minutes if that even um i like so i think i played two games and um i got third both times uh because oh man it's it's, the one frustrating i guess part of it with this is like one person could just dominate like i had this person like we all got knocked out of this one mode right and like less than 40 seconds this other person lasted over 90 seconds in this one game and just like lapped us in points it wasn't even funny it wasn't even close and (laughs) they didn't win another game the rest of the time but we, (laughs) we didn't beat them by a lot and they still destroyed us so they won one mini game where someone else won three and wasn't even close in the end. So that part kind of feel like you can have one really great game and the other people can have four really great games or four good games, but that one awesome game can like trump everything else, uh, which is frustrating, but uh, still fun. You know, I still enjoyed it. Uh, so I don't know. I If you're not like, it's not something I'm going to play all the time. I'm going to go and play it here and there. Um, but if you have people you can regularly play with, it's definitely a great party game. For that but uh if you, if you like i said if you're not like some you don't you don't have a constant group of people you can play with and especially with the online mode being limited uh it's not definitely i mean wait for it to get cheaper i'd say wait for it to go on sale but nintendo games never go on sale that's so true just wait till like ask for for holiday or for something like that or um for you know one of these days maybe it'll be 45 bucks like two years down the line <laughs> pick it up um but yeah that's what i've been playing other than the games we've been playing together uh right. what have you been playing gables well, let's see. At least finally, I've been able to go through Pitter Pot. I can finally say that not only have <laughs> I beat that stupid game, but I've actually had to complete that game because of the recommendations upon playing through the last level of it. So, here's the scoop of this game. After spending roughly around 9 to 12 hours playing this, going through collecting every little bits of it through each level then simultaneously going through and uh, (laughs) discovering that I gotta go through some portions of the game again because I have to collect these golden acorns in order to unlock these conceptual arts at some one stage and along the way discovering how truly (laughs) how truly awful some bits of this game can be especially in terms of the camera that does not uh, stay behind (laughs) your character the way that when you do talk with certain NPCs your character is not locked so you could quintessentially say climb on top of Pitter Pot's wife and subsequently drop a bombing deuce on top of her head and uh, Mm -hmm. she will Mm -hmm. be none the wiser <laughs> which I did do that in the middle of the stream, and that was definitely probably one of my favorite parts about that game in and of itself. But, uh, oh boy. 
I can officially say that I collected all the acorns, went through, collected like all the different types of golden pots, all the different types of seeds, which there were a grand total of, I want to say, fifteen to 1,600 seeds across multiple levels. And uh, <laughs> I got to say, man, this game is a flaming pile of garbage. <laughs> Even at its discount price currently on the PSN for $5, yeah, you do not want to pick up Pitter Pot. I can, you paid 10 bucks for it. I didn't pay 10 bucks for it. I paid $5 for it. Oh, I, I thought you bought it at full price. Oh no, oh no! I'd be beside myself if I bought this game for full price. But uh, I, I, uh, Justin, I did. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, Sorry. at least you guys didn't have to play through the entire thing. <laughs> no, just like the first like three levels. You guys played through the first three levels, and here I go. I subsequently went ahead, raised a bunch of money, and I completed it. <laughs> and not only completed it. Got the platinum, the pitter, the pitter plat, as it's called. The pitter platinum. So along this playthrough, there were other types of things I was discovering too. Like for instance, how bland some of the level design was, how much the music tends to loop and repeat itself. <laughs> That's the best part. Oh, and what was even more so of an interesting little uh, traditional thing of this entire playthrough, there was a theme that went on and. Uh, there, the person who was chatting in the Twitch chat with me, her name, like uh, Ellie Rose or something like that on Twitter, she dubbed this thing the Pitter Curse, the Pitter Pot Curse, <laughs> where every time, like on cue, either 20, 30 minutes into playing the game, I'd had to go to sleep because I would be falling asleep while playing this game. <laughs> and yeah, here's the thing. There are parts of this game that could be pretty relaxing in terms of just, like, going into a level and then doing this and stuff. But no, it wasn't relaxing in the sense of, oh, the music's just right. Oh, hey, you know, I'm just moving around with my character. No, it was because I got so fucking bored while playing some of these levels that I literally <laughs> could not do anything else with my body besides go to fuck the sleep. <laughs> now, the lady that I was talking to... She actually contacted, uh, uh, she replied to one of her comments and stuff that mm. uh, Tyler made when we were talking about Bitter Pot and stuff, like, you were mentioning my playthrough of it on Twitch, and uh, we get this one message just randomly, like, around over a week ago from this uh, Twitter user, Ellie Rose. Turns out she was involved in making Pitter Pot, actually, as a texture, like, concept artist or something like that, so... Basically, what she had to do is she did, like, certain sketches for, like, characters and for certain, like, level designs or whatever. So, basically, she played some part in making this game, but uh, she basically felt the same as me, as this game was just kind of like a flaming pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The best parts about that game were actually looking through some of her conceptual arts and designs. <laughs> Like, she had a handle of actually designing the final boss for this game, which, oh, oh, let me tell you, this was probably one of the most anticlimactic boss battles I have ever faced inside of a game, where, first things first, the last, the, where you face off against this final boss, you have to go through, 
like collect a couple things, bomb a wall, bomb, actually bomb a couple things. You go to this platform, right? And then there's obviously something that's protected by a little layer thing that you have the bomb. Now, you would think, okay, I got to go right by it in order to drop this bomb and explode it. No. I basically was screwing around. I dropped the bomb right the platform right next to it, which is a good solid, I think, about a foot away, and it still exploded. <laughs> <laughs> the walls thing's just broken. We were just looking at this like, what? Well, here's the scoop. Thousands of hours of playtesting. I'm glad you mentioned that, because during our initial chat on Twitch, Ellie Rose and I, we basically got into talking about some of the development stuff about this game, where she told me the creator went through and uh, told her that he had done, quote-unquote, thousands of hours of playtesting while going through and testing out Pitterpot. Later on, she told me that there was only, like, four people total that playtested that game, which was the creator himself, his friend, and his friend's girlfriend. (laughs) And which I responded to her, well, thousands of hours of playtesting, hmm, it seemed like somebody just played four hours of it and just uploaded it up there and just said, oh, hey, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, which is is funny. Sorry, real quick. Uh, But, like... Justin and I donated to his Indiegogo to this uh-huh. thing over four years ago. Yep. So, yeah. And this game is that bad. So Well, that's, that's the thing. Nice one. You and Justin donated in support of this game four years ago. And finally, this game gets released on the PS4 four years later because the Wii U pretty much uh, kind of folded in and of itself at the last quarter bits of its life. And lo and behold... Both yours and Justin's name are all front and center on the end credits of this game. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I was watching your stream at the end. I just like, uh, after you platinum it, I'm like, oh, that's that's me. There's Justin. Oh, we're in the we're in the we're we're in the credits. So I, I immediately took screenshots of it. Yeah. Sent to Justin. I'm like, should we sue for slander? <laughs> should we should. sue for slander? <laughs> I feel like we should. Uh, <laughs> so now I, I know be, the I, names of the people who actually had me go through and play this game. Burned yes. into my redness for the rest of my life. <laughs> Tyler Knit, that guy. Yeah, all the people I donated Indiegogo, all those terrible people. Then I look at the first like the first like parts of the end credits. I see like uh, like Ellie Rose's name, actual name on there. It's like, look, yep. there you are, and all she's like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame her and stuff. She no longer works with that guy in that company, the Treefall Studios. But what she did do is like send me a little bit of like links to like uh, some of the music that she was dabbling in creating, not for the game, but just like off project. But she also gave me a link to the developer interview for this game that's on the Treefall Studios thing right now, <laughs> and it's over well, a year I don't old. Doing after this pod, Treefall Studio. You have the link still. Let's see. I believe I still have the link. She gave it to me on Twitter, but uh, Treefall Studios, I kid you not, there is a developer video that uh, he went through and said, and you know what's kind of funny? You know a game is bad if Nintendo themselves don't want to publish it on their platform? (laughs) Well, that's exactly what ended up happening with the the guy from Treefall Studios. He tried to get Pitterpot on the Switch, and they would not let him get it on the Switch. (laughs) That's bad. 
That's there's, there's there are free phone games, mobile games, on Switch right now that cost like fifteen bucks. Exactly. There are games like that that are on the Switch, and yet you have a game like Pitter Pot, that is basically one of the most underbaked plat three D platformers that you could possibly play. <laughs> And Nintendo themselves did not want to put it on their service. <laughs> That's I think and here's here's the thing about it, it's like So she goes to him, it's like, hey, maybe you should go through, you can release the game on Steam, blah blah blah, and so on and so forth. So basically what he ends up doing, he ends up dismissing like her comment, don't even take it seriously, but he goes to, like one of his guy like coworkers goes into him and like asks him, Oh yeah, you should release it on Steam and he's all for it, you know. So you mm-hmm. could pretty much see, like, the characteristics of this dude in and of itself. Because the thing about this guy, it's obvious that when he made, or conceptually went ahead and made this game, he used the lowest amount of funds possible to fund this. This basically feels like a generic Unity game. Bare bones, maybe using some bits of the Unity, like, assets from, like, the Unity store. But, uh... Here's the thing. A bunch of the level designs were actually gone through and some bits of it were designed for by himself. <laughs> Which you can see some of the bland textures that were there. The ones that uh, Miss Rose, that's what I end up calling her during my playthrough here on the Pitter Pot and stuff. There were some conceptual designs and stuff that she had made that uh, he didn't add in. But a lot of the ones that she did created and stuff actually looked a hell of a lot like better than what he would do because some of them that he made look so bland on some of the textures especially when you get to some of the later worlds and like world three and world four of this game but uh oh yeah the music for it was just god awful to the extent where where it sounds like somebody had locked themselves into like uh, their sound studio room, maybe like spent like about a good solid twenty, thirty minutes or something like that, going and uh, creating one track for each world, and then just remixing and just looping it around. It's like, oh, okay, here's the sand world. Oh, hey, here's the forest world. Oh, hey, here's this boss music that just basically is just a repetitive. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. It is. And it's exactly what it sounds like. And that's why it's so fucking sad. (laughs) I kid you not. This game, in and of itself, I tried going onto YouTube, looking for reviews of it. Try to look for certain gameplay of it. There are plenty of YouTubers on there that are not even touching this game. And I can understand why. There is maybe one or two reviews max that I could find for Pitterpod. Hell, even at one point when I got stuck trying to unlock one trophy because it literally tells me to go to the top of like the tallest point of a pillar, right? And what's hilarious about it, it doesn't tell you the what type of pillar it is. It was pretty much labeled and it, it was interpreted by me as something in general. So I climbed up top this like multiple black pillars, these black wooden pillars. And it was just hilarious because I went across like maybe five to ten of them, and then all of a sudden I go to one random one where I climbed all the way to the top of it, and it and the trophy ends up unlocking. I'm like, are you serious? Oh boy! And not just that. When I eventually 
got through all the levels and beat that final boss, what awaited me was something that was even more depressing and actually kind of horrified me a bit, and that was collecting the golden acorn stuff. (laughs) At first, I thought I had to go through every single level again in order to try to get these golden acorns. Thankfully, I didn't have to do that. It's only one golden acorn per world, pretty much. Or up until you can actually go through and collect around... God, I want to say about seven, max... So there were seven levels I had to go through, and what basically they were, they were like sort of like challenge levels, like you would get for like uh, specific games. You know, like how you do like a hat in time where they have this uh, separate type of hourglass stage that you have to go through and do this and do that? Well, in Pitterpot, no, it's a lot more bare bones than that. You basically go through, and ironically, there's another portion that's added to this level to where you have to step on this platform with these four... Like, that look like uh, mushrooms, yellow mushrooms, right? And once they light up, you gotta go through and try to... With one life, mind you, it actually cuts you down to one life. Like, one individual flower petal is how they based upon these... This life meter, based upon, like, four like flower petals total. You have to go through and go through the most bullshit type of platforming things in order to try to get this golden acorn. Now, there are some terrible designs in terms of the platforming in general. (laughs) Like, for example, while I was going through these quote-unquote hard mode sort of challenges, there were very slim platforms that I had to jump off of in order to try to navigate around. I had to jump through, like, different types of, like, enemy patterns and stuff, which were basically... Oh, gosh... Let me just let me just uh, interpret this a little bit better right here. His idea of difficulty inside this game is to cluster a whole bunch of enemies inside one area and just basically have you try to uh, just go over them in certain terrains and stuff. There was this one golden acorn, I believe it was in World Four, where I had multiple flying like like kudzu enemies. Well, basically, they're pothead enemies, because for God's sakes, they're just flower pots that have, like, freaking, either crawl or they can either just fly in certain portions. Yeah, I know, most original enemy types in the world. (laughs) But, uh, oh, man. So, long story short, because I could ramble about this for another fucking hour, I could kid you not. Played through about nearly 12 hours of this game, and I got a freaking lifetime worth of mediocre platformers like just (laughs) I've had my fill of this mediocre platformer type experience but uh, here's what I can get out of this the music is terrible because it's uninspired and they loop around constantly the graphical fidelity the look of it is very bare bones and basic quintessentially this is what happens when you have Banjo-Kazooie go through eat something terrible and just take a diarrhea dump all over this fucking like Mario 64 that's what it feels like in terms of the graphical design the texture stuff the texture concepts that I really liked was what Miss Rose had initially done especially the look and design of the final boss character and there's some designs for some trees and some things and stuff like that that looked alright but in terms of the control the control for Pitterpot basically moves like shit he jumps like shit. 
he basically reminds me of like freaking Simon Belmont from Castlevania 2 from where every time you jump it feels like you have a weight on your fucking nutsack that goes all the way down to the bottom end of a canyon <laughs> So if you can imagine this mental picture where Simon Belmont is initially trying to jump over a platform but all of a sudden as the midway just sinks <laughs> down a chasm, yeah, that's pretty much pitter-pot platforming in and of itself. And the worst cardinal sin that you can create in a platformer is you have to jump at a pixel-perfect end of a cliff in order to get to the next side because if you don't, you're going to drop all the way down to your death. And that happened to me <laughs> multiple times in this game. And here's the thing. The thing about this platform, and not only is it so particular, but there are such slim jump margins for some of the areas inside of the levels that you basically have to just go through and just pray that you don't fall off of this stupid thing because you're just basically just taking your time. You gotta basically take your time on these small, like, sliver of platforms. Inside of the fourth world there is one level where i had to repeat it 10 to 15 times because i had to go through this rigmarole of having to repeat certain patterns like uh in order to collect all of these flower pots and all of these random seeds and what i had to do i had to go through this area with all these vines right have to avoid all these freaking melon cactuses, which quintessentially, that's what they were. They had a design of a watermelon with fucking spikes out of them. It's like, oh, that's his version of a cactus, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, when I traveled along these vines and stuff, there's a drop down into a platform below. And so basically these platforms are like tree branches. There's like three or four tree branches. I dropped down to one. I had to go through and navigate. And I had to go around this like sort of cliff area. And I had to jump onto this tiny platform that stretched out maybe like about not even half a foot. I had to get pitter pot, jump up onto this platform. And I had to move myself over because there was a golden flower pot hidden conveniently <laughs> right on the other side of the cliff. And how... I was able to get that is beyond me, but I there were times where I had gotten this flower pot multiple times, all of a sudden go ahead and try to navigate myself around to the platform and end up falling completely off the damn cliff because I did a miscue for like half a second. <laughs> oh, let's see. What else I could say? Let's see. The enemies. The enemies are shit. Quintessentially. The way they are shit is because they basically just move around in a tired pattern. A lot of the ground enemies, most likely, well, actually, not most likely, they pretty much are moving like at a snail's pace. So the enemies are called kudzus, right? And so they're like these flower pot enemies, these pothead like enemies and stuff that just go around like left to right. And so, there are times where they will go through, they'll, like, be at a specific platform, there's, like, five of them or something, and you have to conveniently try to jump, like, in the, in between of them, like, in between the first two of a row or something, and just try to attack at the same time, so you can get all, like, three of them without suffering any type of damage. So, the way the enemy position is in this game, it's borderline just stupid, because there are times where you're, you won't even... Like, you won't even, like, uh, go through any type of bad stuff whatsoever, but 
you'll come across an uninspected moment where like maybe a flower cactus or whatever the hell the spike cactus just falls out of the air while you're transforming through like a terrain through one level and all of a sudden just randomly hits you in the head and you had no idea it was coming <laughs> i had that happen in one level and what ended up happening was i was on my very last life i was up to get the last like like 20 30 seeds of the last level and I end up getting hit in the head randomly because I did not know that there was freaking spike cactuses going all the way rolling across the top portion of this level. So once I freaking <laughs> got, I pretty much died from that, I had to repeat the same level like three times because I had to repeat the same arbitrary patterns and tasks. Which is the same, honestly, which was the same level that I had to go through with the freaking vines and shit. And that skinny platform. That was the very same level. So, as you can tell, this was the least favorite platinum I've ever gotten inside of a game. This is also one of the reasons why that when it comes to actual platforming games, I may go through and take a break from them for a little while. <laughs> because now that I know what is the worst end of the spectrum, which there is nothing else that can convince me that this 3D abomination of a platformer is is somehow not the worst game I have ever played. Because <laughs> I have played some bad games, but this in of itself frustrated me so much that it made me want to go through and play Resident Evil 6! <laughs> wow! That's how much I fucking hate this game. <laughs> that's that's a little far, Gables. Well, well, here's I the can't. Thing. I was with you until that point. I don't know if I can back you there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. It's because even though, even though, like Resident Evil Six is a horrible game in and of itself, and the one freaking Chris Redfield level where you can just basically run out of ammo and you can't do shit. At least I could enjoy some bits of it at a philosophical level before quitting. This game, I cannot enjoy at all because of how dumb the level design is, how horrible the music is, how stupid the freaking final boss battle is of itself. But uh, in order to cleanse my palate of this game during Black Friday I decided to go through and buy not one but four different games Jesus Christ that I had my eye on for a while I had a I had a uh, actually a surplus a PSN credit that I've had for a while now the one let's see the first game that I've got was the one that I showed you yesterday. I went to Walmart and I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That was one. Yes. The second game was Persona 4 Golden. The Ooh. game that I've had on my Vita, but I got it digitally. It wasn't on sale, but $20, it's a lot, it's a hell of a lot better of an experience than people would give it like <laughs> it's definitely a game I would recommend any Vita owner to play. Now, the third game is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Hmm. I rebought that game. Because I know I enjoyed playing that game a lot more than I did playing the platform of Pitterpot. And the final game that I had bought was Monster Hunter World. Ooh, cool. I'll tell you what. 
I sort of have a void. After I got burnt out of World of Warcraft, and then after having played through and completed Pitterpot, I need something that's going to satisfy me in terms of a gaming level again. <laughs> so, it's got to be one of those four games, or maybe all of those four games. But I got enough gaming content to go through. Plus, because it is getting towards the end of the year, I got to go through, play bits and portions of God of War, which I will play bits and portions of it this year. Goddamn better. Not only that, but Hollow Knight, Celeste, basically what I'm saying is, this is the crunch time for Colonel Gables in terms of his Game of the Year stuff. And I'm done with the bullshit. I'm going through it <laughs> just front and center. I'm running running forward, and I'm not doing any other stupid crap up until I at least finish a couple of these games. <laughs> but yep, yeah, that was my epic rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm glad it's it's fun. Usually, I'm the one ranting on this podcast. It's it's uh, it was refreshing to to hear, and especially something that uh, you know I've talked. What's been talked about a lot in the past on this podcast, uh, Treefall Studios uh, with their um, terrible games, and I've been on the in the credits for a couple other games of theirs as well. The letter, uh, the not the letter. <laughs> the letter is what introduced me to Treefall Studios. Oh, that God. was the beginning of the end of my life. Um. Justin introduced me to the letter. Oh, actually. that's right. He's a terrible friend, if you think about it. Actually. <laughs> uh, now, uh, now you and Justin have convinced me that I absolutely hate Treefall Studios. <laughs> no, that's understandable. I think we're all there too. Uh, I, put, I, you know, I, I beat the, I beat the letter off Justin's recommendation. It was like a dollar on the right. Wii U. Uh, I donated to the maze. I'm in the credits for that one. Um, and then there's that terrible balloon game. And there's one other game. There's a puzzle made. game as in and of itself as well. Yeah, they're all bad. They're just not good. The maze actually wasn't awful, but it's, it's literally just going through a maze. And the last chapter is uh, on the level of Pitterpot last level, where it, oh, it took no. me over an hour to finish. Oh, and it's because it's just it's it, yeah. It, it's actually not a terrible game. Uh, it's not a good game by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't like awful. Um, so in, in and of itself, dear listener. I would give my completionist rating for Pitterpot a burn it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> or just don't buy it. You know, just don't buy it. Don't don't support. Save it. yourself the mental I anguish mean. and do not buy any of the Treefall Studios games. <laughs> yeah, they're all bad. They're all very bad. Uh, you know. So yeah, it's just fun to hear it. You know, from because Justin and I have been the ones torturing ourselves with this. Uh, and I was telling Justin, I'm like, I can't. I don't know, like. When I saw you got the platinum on it, uh, I'm just like, I, you know, I can't. I'm like, why the fuck do you do that? I just wanted to beat the goddamn game. I thought it'd be like a three, four hour thing. I didn't oh, realize no. the last, the last level. Oh would be no, three hours. you didn't realize um, that in order for me to actually beat that game, I had to complete it because there was one level that was completely locked until I could actually collect all of the freaking items in there. So I didn't. Hey, hey, hey! I didn't. I didn't, I just wanted you to beat the last boss. I know. You could have stopped. I there. know. Could have just stopped there. Get, I, I was in so deep that I, I was like, you, you know, what? I gotta finish this. I gotta finish this. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do it, Gibbons. You could have just, you could have backed away. Well, I did it all for the I kids. Went. So hell, you did, you did, and I appreciate that. I love you for it. But 
don't do that again, please. Oh yeah, of course. My, I felt I feel like a terrible person for <laughs> making you play this game. Both like you and Justin I, I both just simultaneously felt terrible as soon as you saw the progression. That was just like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh god, no. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, I was thinking oh, I'll take a few hours to beat. It doesn't look like there's a lot to this game. It was like five worlds, a couple levels per world. I was like, ah, a couple, a couple hours, three hours, four hours at most. No, not twelve. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm glad it's over though. I'm glad the oh, nightmare yeah. is over for you, Gables. Well, um, but, <laughs> but kind of moving on with um, some of you know, like you were talking about Black Friday. That was one of the topics I did have for the week. Um, you you picked up a few games. I picked up a couple as well. Nice. Yeah, like I, said, I mentioned I picked up Mario Party. Um, not a Black Friday deal by any means, but. Uh, I also picked up um, Starlink uh, the, the, for the Switch. Nice. It's the. Uh, it, I remember a lot of people. You know, it was shown off at E3 last year, and I'm like, everybody's like, ugh, this, it's just a <laughs> shitty. Another one of those. Uh, here's a bunch of toys for the game. Uh, you have to buy separately. And then last year or this past E3, they showed off the actual gameplay. Yeah. And I'm like, I think everybody came away from the game like, this game looks like it actually could be really fun. It's a it's a Ubisoft game. Like this game looks like it could be really cool. Yeah. If it wasn't for like the the toy stuff, the toys of life. Oh stuff. god, I know. And they had they added the Star Fox stuff for the Switch ex- uh, exclusively, and I'm like, ooh, I think a lot of people felt the same way um, that I did about them. Like I kind of want to check it out just for, for Star Fox stuff. And reviews came out, and it actually it came out to like mostly positive reviews. Um, but anyway, so the game came out, and I, I was like, and I like I said at the time because when when after uh, during E3 where. Like this is a game I want to check out. Like it looks like it'd be fun for the Star Fox stuff, but it's eighty bucks for the Star Fox uh, starter kit and all that. I'm not, I don't want to pay eighty bucks for that. Um, well, Black Friday it was thirty five bucks. I'm like that's a pretty good deal. It just came out like a month ago. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to see it this cheap again. So I want to purchase that. I haven't got it yet. It's it's being shipped. I'll get it sometime later this week. And I picked up. Um, this is an old game, but. The new ones, uh, it's leaks starting to come out for it. Uh, actually, just as uh, the last couple of days, um, coincidentally, um, the for the next one, they they release one, they release the game every other Mar- or every other May rather. Uh, but Mortal Kombat XL, uh, it's uh, oh really Mortal Kombat X, yeah, it was five bucks on on the PSN Black Friday deal, and uh, it's Mortal Kombat X, but then the XL is the one that comes with all of the it comes with the season pass stuff. I'm like, ah, that's a good deal. I've been, I was actually thinking about, because uh, I, I was, I've been thinking about it for a while now, because I'm like, any time now, like, I thought E3 would see the new Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11, whatever it's going to be called, because uh, like I said, they, they swap every every two years with a new Injustice game, then two years later we get a new Mortal Kombat game, uh, every two May, every other May, and so I'm like, we know it's coming, and then it just so happened that, like, right after I bought it, the leaks started coming out for it, um, just a couple character uh, reveals. Um, or leaks. Um, pick that up. So that's I didn't really go too crazy this year. I, I, I think it did pretty good uh, as far as going out and buying a bunch of games. Uh, I think for the most part I picked up all the games I already uh, wanted to play or I played them already. Um, so yeah, I, not a lot. I'm I'm still looking at some stuff here and there. Like ooh, that's kind of tempting. Like I was looking at more. Monster on a roll, I think it was like uh, I think twenty five or thirty bucks. It was twenty five on PSN, which was yep. main of the reason why I picked it up is because it looks fun, and it is half off. Yeah, so yeah, it's a good deal. Uh, I thought of picking it up, but that's just you know, um, it's it's a very deep game. And one of the other things I want to talk about was kind of like you know you kind of already touched on it, but our 
our pile of shame for games that came out this year that we haven't played or haven't played enough of or want to finish, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I was just like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, I was, well, I was thinking about getting Monster Hunter World. I'm like, like, usually, like, this time of year, like, right around Thanksgiving, like, that's when the last big game comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, the rest of the year, like, you play that game. And then the rest, like, the, la- the last little bit of November and then the re- all of December is just, like, play through, like, co- like play through all the stuff that you missed in 2018. But no, not this year. 2000, uh, December of this year, uh, of 2018, is crazy. Yep. Um, with Smash Brothers. Uh, what the hell? Oh, Just Cause Four is coming out. I'm not getting that, but ju- that's coming out. Uh, so it, there's two big games that you, you know you you never never really see see anything come out in December. Let alone that's two true. triple the, probably the one of the biggest games of the year at Smash Brothers, and then Just Cause Four, which is a really is it four yeah four uh is which is a really popular franchise. Um, but you know I was, I was looking on a pile of shame, but I, you know, like I said, I, I thought I went against getting Monster World because they had a there's a game I've been looking forward to for quite a while called Desert Child. Okay. Uh, it is. It's coming. It was supposed to come to Switch exclusively, or like a launch exclusive, but now it's coming to everything on December 11th. Uh, it looks like a really cool uh, indie game where it's like a lot of uh, great music and it's like a 2D side scroller. It looks really fun uh, with a unique art style. And then a game called uh, I've talked about in the past called Gris, which is a, which is a Switch exclusive. It's a Devolver uh, game. Uh, which oddly enough, I don't. I've bought a few of their games this year, and I don't. I, I bought games of theirs in the past, and I, they're always like they always have a cool hook to them, but I never get into them. Like parking, I think parking garage is one of them that came out right. earlier this year. A zombie game, I just a top down shooter. I did not like it. I picked up a couple of their games, same thing, just did not like them. Uh, but this game called um, I think it's Gris G R I S Grizz or Gris um, comes December thirteenth, uh, um, and I said in the past it, it's like two uh, D. Uh, Journey is what it reminds me of. Uh, the game Journey, but in 2D. Uh, and it looks... This, the music sounds gorgeous, or the music is gorgeous. The art style is gorgeous. And the whole game is just gorgeous. Uh, so, those three games, big games coming out uh, in December, all coming out within a week of each other. And then, Damn. on top of that, um, for the games that have come out this year that I have yet to finish, or uh, you know that I want to want to play play some more of, uh, A Way Out, which we'll get to later, is one that's on there. Yep. Uh, Starlink, which I've yet to play. Uh, I, there's two games I just picked, or one game I picked up uh, for uh, my trip to Vegas that I just never got on a plane. Or I played, and then it deals with a dog dying. And I got really sad, so I quit playing. Aww. But it's a, it a really cool start when I started playing it called Crossing Souls. A lot of people compare it to like Earthbound. Uh, it's on the Switch, PS4. It's on everything. Um, st- um, Forgotten Anne is a game that uh, came out um, earlier this year, but it was, just came out like a couple weeks ago on Switch. And I was I was looking at the new releases on Switch, and I was like, "This game looks kind of interesting." So I watched a trailer for it. I'm like, "This game looks really cool. It's like an anime 2D style uh, game, but it's supposed to be the, the what I can tell. There's no reviews out there for it, right. but there uh, you can go. I went online. I looked up what people are saying about it, and a lot of really a lot of really positive things are being said. So uh, I went to go get it on the Switch. It was like I think it's like 20 bucks, but it was on sale for like 15. Uh, and then it just so happened it was on sale on PS4 a couple weeks, uh, last week uh, for I think ten or eleven, so I just bought it on there instead. It was cheaper. Uh, so I, I I've yet to start that one, but that's um those are oh and another game uh, Florence, which is a uh, mobile game. It's on uh, i on the uh, iPad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on i i iPhones and Android. It's like a two dollar game, but it's like a thirty forty minute game. It came out a few months ago. I've yet to play it, uh, but I've been looking forward to checking it out. I just need to sit down. 
hunker down and play that. And obviously, let's go Pikachu. Uh, oh yeah. Games. But speaking of, let's go Pikachu Gables. You and I um, have both been playing that still. Yes, we have. Um, so kind of a quick update. Uh, where are you at in this game now? Let's see. I'm officially nine hours in, and I'm just about to go inside the rock tunnel, which leads all the way to Lavender Town, I wanted to say. So I just got through, and I got my third badge from Lieutenant Surge. And uh, the highest level of Pokemon that I have in my party right now is at 27, I want to believe, with my Pikachu. Okay. But I did a couple of party changes. I'm probably going to be doing a couple more soon because... I got the feeling that I'm not even going to be able... I'm not even going to be using, like, any type of flying types in my party because... Well, that's the thing about this game is it doesn't have HM moves. You basically just, like, uh, get taught, like, certain things that are separate from a Pokemon's move thing. So I think I may as well put, like, uh, Fero and some other, like, Pokemon inside the box and stuff to free up some space. (laughs) But, uh, let's see, I got... Not only just Pikachu, but I got a Pidgeotto, got a Fero, got Charmeleon, Wartortle, and Ivysaur in my party. So it's like, eh. Oh, cool. Um, so quick update, I guess, for me. Uh, I am actually exactly 24 hours in. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot. Uh, beauty of having a, a long weekend. There you go. Um, and um, I am... I literally just got to Cinnabar Island. Oh. Uh, so I'm on my way to getting the seventh badge. There you go. Uh, I, like, just, like, I, I quit playing it to record this podcast. Ah. And uh, I captured Articuno. There you go. Um, after I do the seventh island, I'm going to go up to the power plant and get Zapdos. Um, and I, I have Pikachu, Blastoise, Charizard, Venusaur, um... Pidgeot, which I'm kind of with you. Like I rarely use them. He's kind of since you don't need fly. There's not really much of a use for him. So basically, uh, what are you doing to fly to certain islands? You're just using Charizard, pretty much. No. So um, Pikachu learns all the HMs, but they don't take up moves. Um, They're called secret techniques. Then how the hell so does he, he fly? Uh, balloons. <laughs> uh, he uses the balloons, like from the mini game back in the day. Um, use balloons to fly from. Place to place. So he learns all your HMs for you now. Oh. Like the block push, uh, serve, he serves. Um, okay, I like that. Yeah. So it's great, yeah. So the, the HM doesn't take up any move slots. Uh, you don't have to have your HM uh, whore with you anymore. Uh, and then my last Pokemon I have is Marowak. Oh. Um, yeah, which, you know, it was really cool because I cleared, that was like my, my OG. Like I, defe- I beat Pokemon for the first time with those six. Uh, back in the day, really. Uh, so it's cool. Yeah, it's cool getting those back together. Um, I actually have the Alolan uh, Marowak, which I didn't realize. Yes, it's part fire I, ghost type. Yeah, which I didn't realize that because I, I was like, oh great, he's gonna be perfect for when I get to the uh, to the um, Sabrina. Did you do a trade or something and get like an Alolan Marowak? Yeah. So the the and because like, there's you can do trades pretty much at every like most towns. Yes. Uh, in the, most Pokemon centers, you can trade like. Diglett for a lone Diglett, uh, Geodude, Meowth, um, and Marowak's one of them. As Rattata, well. yep. And uh, the only reason I did it was because at that point in time, my uh, Cubone was like 26. And the Marowak I traded, I think you trade with him in Fuchsia City. Um, the one with the, that has the Safari, or had the Safari Zone. Um, I, think, and, I think how it was like, 
I think how they're positioned is kind of interesting too, because when you do these initial trades, it's just right before like a gym battle that actually uh, they trade you the Pokemon with a type that actually has the strength against the gym itself. Like for example, when you go to Cerulean, I think you can uh, trade for like an Alolan Rattata and stuff, which is part Dark type, which you could uh, mm. use to defeat uh, Misty's Starmie. And then okay. if you're like in Lieutenant, if you're like inside Vermilion City. There is actually a trainer that uh, is right next to the gym, like inside one of the houses next to the gym where the Lieutenant Surge is at, where you can trade for an Alolan Geodude, which is yeah. actually part rock type, and the, no, it's actually steel, and part uh, electric type. Okay, so I, I, I didn't realize that, so, um, yeah, but I, I, he was like level 26, my Cubone was, uh, or no, my Marowak was, whatever it is, was that, was that the, the level you had to be at to evolve? Right, and I traded him for uh, the alone one because the alone one was thirty eight. So he was, my, the rest of my party was in the the high thirties at that point, low forties. Fascinating. So I'm like, now, nah. so now he's up with the rest of them. So all my Pokemon right now are between fifty two and fifty six level level wise. Interesting. Um, I've been I've defeated every trainer I've met so far. Uh, I'm not doing as much grinding as I was at the beginning. Uh, as you get deeper into the game um you have the money is not really much of a issue at this point like i have almost two hundred thousand, whatever the dollar is in pokemon and like the ultra ball is like 500 bucks so i could buy hundreds of those and be fine um but what's frustrating so the, the catching the pokemon later you get in the game is just more and more frustrating where they they move around a lot um and in like pokemon go when you when like the, they have that circle and the smallest circle is uh, when you when you throw it at them um, and you do like you do a curveball and you throw it at them the smallest circle is the more likely you're gonna catch them. In this game, it's just random still. Yep. Uh, so you get more points if you land if you if you do when it's smaller and you land you have to land the ball in the circle. Right. Uh, and but so you get more experience points for doing that, but you know it doesn't raise the catch rate of it. No, it doesn't. Uh, and the the whole the most controls I I don't. Like you know, last week I said I don't hate them. I don't hate them at all. Uh, but I, I was part of me at the beginning of this game, the first 11, 12 hours in. I'm like, I kind of prefer this more to like the regular, the old school style. Like mm. I'm not wasting my my hits, my attacks on these guys. So at the end of like a long dungeon, I'm out of attacks or I've used all my powerful attacks up. Uh, I'm not wasting resources. I'm not losing HP and using potions to keep my Pokemon going. Yep. Um, but Going through uh, Seafoam, Seafoam Island, where you get Articuno, uh, and a couple other spots going through uh, before that, where it's just like they just move like rapidly back, back and forth. Uh, they're super hard to catch, even with the with the Ultra Ball is the best Pokeball I can get in the game, other than the Mass Ball. But you only get one of those. You have to use it on Mewtwo, so I'm not wasting on that. Um, even on these level 30 or 40 Pokemon, it's like they're they're. The hitting get you know when even when you when you hit them and you get get them to go in the ball the rate of the the odds of getting them is super low yes and just the when they flow back and forth like the 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 motion controls are just not hundred percent accurate I know like I'll, I'll do the same motion over and over again and I, I I've got it I think I think I got it down pretty good like how I want to curve it but randomly like I'll throw it to the left and it just randomly darts off to the right yep um or like they'll just float over their head and I'm like I don't feel like you know maybe it's just super touchy, but that's a problem in itself. And it's just, I feel like a lot of times I'm doing the same thing over and over again, but I'm getting different results every time. You're not the only one. I've had experiences like that when I've been playing 
like randomly with the Joy-Con controllers when I'm going through like the motions and stuff. There are times where I would flick it, like I would flick this Joy-Con controller just right exactly down the center, and all of a sudden it would go crazy to the left, crazy to the right, or something like that. It gotten to the point where I decided to go through the handheld mode, preferably, and use the gyroscope of the Switch itself, which actually, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, it works better in that aspect. Yeah, that's everybody keeps saying that's the way to play. That is the way to play, because quintessentially, the gyroscope acts as sort of like you can just turn the system up and down and stuff like that until you get to the right angle to where you can get like the right uh, arc or something when you're tossing like a Pokeball and stuff. I've gotten a few excellence that way. But to be perfectly honest with you, from the get-go, I've absolutely just hated the motion control catchy mechanics of this game because it makes it a lot more difficult in order to try to get the preferred Pokemon that you want. I mean, I preferred it to, like, the other Pokemon games to where, okay, just select the Pokeball. Okay, it'll automatically throw it and stuff. Then you have the chance to do this and do that. If they would have just left it at that, I would have been a lot more like happier as a result instead of just going through, oh, okay, let's just go ahead and insert motion controls in this part of the thing. Let's make it a little bit more engaging like Pokemon Go, which, you know what, it wouldn't have been so bad if you, if they actually went to another way. Is like if I could just turn off that motion control things and just use like a combination of the D-pad along with like the button presses. That at least would have made it a little bit more entertaining than opposed to just mm-hmm. randomly say, oh, this is going to go to the right for no reason at all, even though you flicked it to the center just right. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, that everything about this game is like... Damn it, perfect except for this one mechanic. And like... I bought so I thought I got the Pokeball Plus last week, and it's I, I still like prefer using the, the Plus Pokeball Plus yes. over the the Joy Cons. I really do, but um, the more and more like the more and more I play it, like especially like Thursday and Friday having those days off, like I spent pretty much all morning Thursday and Friday, pretty much most of Friday playing this game, and uh, like after a couple hours, my hand, like my thumb was hurting. Yep. And my hands were cramped. Because the ball was about the size, it's about the size of a golf ball. Yep. The Pokeball Plus is. So it's not very big. So you got your hand like kind of like clawed in this weird way. And there's two buttons. There's one on top and there's the analog stick. Yep. And you just click in the A, the, the, the analog stick is the A button and the top button is the B button. And that's all you're using. And it's just, it gets very uncomfortable after, uh, it does after a couple hours for me yep. and I'm just kind of like, I'm playing the game. I want to keep playing it, but I'm so uncomfortable and, <laughs> and like I'm physically in pain, fighting through the pain to play this game. That's how much I like this game and I'm getting past the, the mechanics. I don't like, excuse me, in the Pokemon, in the Pokemon Go elements where I'm like, I'm playing this game for an additional hour or two. Um, fighting through like this, this frustration is pain. I'll take like, you know, a couple minutes breaks here and there, but, um. Yeah, it's just. I, I hope you know. Part of me at the beginning when I started playing this, like this time last week, I was talking about it when I had the Pokeball Plus and I was playing for a few hours, and even really up until about Thursday, uh, the first so the first week I had it, I was only playing after work for an hour or so. I wasn't doing super long stretches, and I was like, I hope I hope the the new Pokemon games next year use this too. And part of me still kind of feels that way. I think more to kind of like make my investment of this, because it's a $50 fucking Pokeball, uh, make it seem worth it. But on the other hand, I'm just like, man, I really wish I could use the, I have this $70 Pro Controller that I bought. I want to use that next time instead. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to use right. that right now instead. Because 
yeah i mean i'm I'm bitching but i mean these like these things stand out uh we're like i said like the other 90 percent of this game 95 percent of this game i loved yep but i just like i got so frustrated like um I, you get all these like r- repels that like keep pokemon away from like wild pokemon away from you so uh-huh. you have to do the pokemon go battles and i was selling them I'm like i'm never gonna use these i might as well just get money for them exactly and then that was the beginning of the game now i'm at the point where i'm like fuck i need to go buy some because i'm so tired <laughs> like i was going through sections where like because you even though you can see them they'll just randomly pop up still yeah and they'll pop up right directly in front of you as you're walking and you get stuck in a battle I'm like god damn it i just want to get through this fucking part so i'm like running away run away run away and i'm just trying to like get through this section like i'm so like i'll catch pokemon I'll, I'll, I'll for at this point i'm just like i'm going after pokemon that i haven't caught before um like new ones but for the most part like i'm just avoiding battles avoiding their the the, the catching wild pokemon and even you know like i you know i was grinding a lot in the beginning because you kind of you don't really have to but it was fun at that point on uh, the first half of the game i played and now it's just like like Catching them, it's frustrating. And the amount of experience points you get, especially at the levels I'm at, where I'm like, you know, when it takes six, 7,000 experience points to level up, and you catch a level 40-something Pokemon, you just wasted a dozen Pokeballs that are 500. I just spent six grand catching this Pokemon, and I get 200 experience points? Are you kidding me? Like, it's just, like, the, like, it's just bullshit. Like, like, you get, like, if you catch a brand new Pokemon on the first try with Excellent... You get and you get a good chunk of experience points. Like you'll get a few thousand, which is a lot. Like that's the most. Like I, I had a multiple Pokemon where I caught them with an excellent, excellent throw, which is the best you can get on the first try. So you got your your multiplier bar way up, and so I got a whole bunch, which is awesome. Like way more than you'll receive from battling Pokemon, uh, about battling actual opponents. Uh, but then like you'll catch them the next time, you'll do the exact same thing. You get an excellent first throw, but you've already caught them before. Yeah, three hundred. Like, fuck. What's the point of this? Like, what's like, especially with some of these when they're getting, they're getting more harder and harder to catch. It's just like, I'm just waste, I'm just wasting precious, uh, pokeballs and our uh, money and time. Like, I'm just now I'm mad. And I don't want to play this game. Uh, but yeah, no, it, I'm 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 ranting, but I'm still loving this game. Uh, I just wish those two things I could change. Let me use my fucking pro controller that i paid 70 dollars for and fucking don't do this again or change the mechanics make it so it's not as frustrating uh to catch pokemon like i don't i can get pat I, I can deal with the pokemon go mechanics because obviously i still play pokemon go to this day yep uh not hardcore like but i still play it you know a few minutes a day um so i like it to a certain extent but just make it fair make it more like pokemon go the right. thing that you are attract making you're trying to attract these these pokemon go players to this game but you took away a lot of the mechanics or some of the mechanics that made people love that game um so yeah uh anyways let's move on to the last thing real quick we'll we'll keep we'll we'll save the uh, the topics or the mpds for next week uh Sounds last good. up we played a game on uh thursday night yeah thursday yes, night. Did. uh a game i bought another game i, I bought way back in march I didn't realize at the time uh, until it came out where it's a two-player only game. Yep. A game called A Way Out um, where you're two guys, uh, one, uh, fuck, what are their names? You remember the guy's names? I just totally blanked their names. Well, the one I was playing as was Leo, that's for sure. Leo, uh, fuck, I'm going to Google it real quick. But anyways, so Leo, he's been in prison for about six months now. This game takes place uh, in, I think, like the 70s or 80s. 
Um, the 80s, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and your two guys who um, are bunkmates are one, your next, basically next door neighbors in the cell and uh, uh, in, a, in a prison. And you're trying to work together to break out to go after this guy named Harvey, uh, who he, he framed the guy I was playing as, which I forgot his name. And um, he kind of turned his back on your guy, uh, Leo. And Leo's kind of like the he's he's an asshole really, but he's yeah. a lovable asshole. Uh, like he was very funny in his responses. Uh, and then my guy that I was playing as, uh, he's kind of more like he he's more of uh, I guess like you're he's just trying he's more of a good guy, not a really good guy because he's in prison and he deserves to be in prison. He broke the law, uh, but he's 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 more of like sympathetic and things. He's trying to be you know he tries to do the 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 better th- better option of the two. And the game when you, when you can do stuff, uh, but so the game, way the game works, it's two, it's like split screen, and it's cool because it'll slide over like a little bit one direction right. or the other. So if it's my part, it'll be like three quarters of the screen will be my part, and then the quarter will be your part, and it's all taking place concurrently with each other, and they're working together to break out. And spoiler, in the first, this is all in the first couple hours, you do break out. And now you're trying to work together to escape the police. And we've only played the first two hours or so. Yeah. Um, which I think is about, we're about a third of the way through the game. We're almost um, like halfway through the game, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think we're closer to halfway than we are a third. Um, but I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm actually really enjoying this game. So I am too. I was surprised actually how good of the quality the story was at the beginning. And also like how seamless like a lot of the combat and a lot of the other types of uh, puzzle solving things were, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty much all story based, uh, mostly story. It's, it's a linear game. Um, and, uh, like you have to work together on certain, certain parts it's really funny. Like one part where you're playing where we, we, we stole a chisel and we're trying to, uh, oh. uh, break, uh, uh, make a, put a hole into like behind the toilet so we can sneak out of and work our way out of the prison and sneak out. And, one person has to stand guard and watch for the guards to come back and forth. <laughs> and everyone like chisels away. So Gables went first. Yep. And he chiseled it. And it took a few minutes, but we, we got it on the first try. <laughs> but for some reason, when I was doing it, uh, the like, so you had like 15, 20 seconds parts in between for Gables where like he can sit there and just go and like, all right, stop. And you're like, all right, cool. And for me though, for some reason, it was like, these guards, there was two guards, like one from the, one from the left side, one from the right side, coming back and forth, and there was no breaks at all. <laughs> there was like ten second breaks, five second breaks here and there, and it was just insane. Like we're like we were, I'm like I'm losing my mind. Gables is laughing hysterically at me, losing my mind. I'm like, what is going on? There's got to be more floors than this. Why are they? They're like stalking me. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. That was one of the that was one of the moments in time where I felt that it was kind of uneven in terms of the pacing and stuff because that was super quick. How you would go forth and all of a sudden it's like all of a sudden it's uh, one guard would pass, then all of a sudden the opposite end where you don't really clearly see or see with the camera, but that guard is coming and stuff. And all of a sudden we, I think you got caught like multiple times trying to freaking yeah. chisel the back of the toilet. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah. Uh, where like yeah, because I'm just like I just, I'm I I gotta do something here because like a minute went by with no breaks. I'm like all right, I'm just gonna go for it, and I got caught yeah a couple times. I'm just like what the fuck, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, no, it's just cool. Like, there's like one part where we got work together where you're like you're back to back and you're trying to scale this wall. And Gables and I are like, all right, we got to do this in unison. And we got to like tap the the uh, X button in this one section, like this like <laughs> the circle. Uh, and like we're like oh, like he like uh, Gables would uh, he would do a little faster than I would, and then I would do a little faster than he would. And like we got to like take turns and like it's really cool. I think the way it's done, we're like you really have to work together. It's it's a lot of know, like, right? uh, quick time events. Really, where you know it's like, but it's fun. Where it's like, you have to rely on another person, which is fun. Like, <laughs> like one part where I'm jumping off of a cliff, and he's got to catch me. Like we both got hit the same button at the same time uh, to catch me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, we were, like I said, we're only a couple hours in, uh, but I'm definitely enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Except for the except for the one part where we found we found the bug. Uh, trying to we were trying we were trying to steal a truck. We ended up like oh that's put right it together. And we spent like a half an hour walking around this farm and it's not a very big farm looking for everything. Like we got everything. We know where we got to go. We got to jump the battery, but we don't know how to get there. And I finally got for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of searching around for this thing. I Googled, um, about this and everything like the, all, instead of like a walkthrough of how to find one the find the instructions, it was like the whole front page of Google for this one section was a bug for the section about that truck. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, okay. So we restarted it and solved it in less than five minutes. Yep. So, uh, that was the one frustrating, the only really one frustrating part. I think we had about the game. I think one of the yeah. most hilarious parts about that, uh, the game in and of itself and stuff was like the options, whether you can do the good, the good way or the bad way. And it yeah. just shows just yeah. the options and stuff. Like we, we can finally get to that farm, that old couple. And all of a sudden it's like the, the point's like, okay, what do we do? Do we do the moral way going through and just like free the horses and stuff like that to distract the old people? Or do we go in there and tie up the old couple? <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's, what's funny is like, so you can like, so like I was saying, my character will like, he'll pick the, like, like you said, the moral route. Uh, and then your character will be like, all right, it's like, we need to steal this. We need to steal their clothes, steal their clothes and their, and their truck. And your guy's like, all right, well, let's just tie them up and take their stuff. <laughs> and my guy's like, no, let's let's like let their horses loose, make them chase after it, and we can just go and take their stuff that way. And it, you can see the options that that we pick. And Gables picks, let's let's like let the horses loose. And I'm just like, fuck that, dude. Let's tie them up and <laughs> stick their shit. And Gables is like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, let's just take their stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, the moment, the moment, it's like we're just opposite ends or something like that. It's like, yeah, what the fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still think that was a better option. I think we should have done that. It was it but, was a funny ass option and stuff like that. It's like <laughs> I was just yeah. thinking about it. I was like, yeah, let's go ahead, let's tie up the fucking old couple. I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, no, that <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I think we should do it. Um, yeah, it's just funny though, kind of like we uh um we picked our characters and it's really like arguably like i should have probably i'm more like leo in this game probably and you're more like um oh, god damn what's his name <laughs> uh i'm look I'm, I'm still looking it up vincent vincent yeah vincent go. is the, so i'm playing as vincent and he's the moral uh guy and, I, and you're leo and i i like in, in this game we probably should have swapped places but it's kind of funny we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of like those switch rules in this so it kind of makes it I think, we probably will be able to better. for the next time <laughs> i don't know man i think i think we should keep it i'm, I'm kind of digging vincent cybers yeah so. I, know, I know i'm kind of kind of i'm kind of digging like how uh, leo goes through like just be so like 
brass and like the fucking yeah. comments like the one thing you remember that one scene or something like that where we're in the lunch room the prison or something like that and like the dudes are like just just playing like just pretty like like shit or something like trying to talk down to him all of a sudden i just picked the option and all of a sudden he just smacks the shit out of both yeah, that's awesome yeah yeah so you have like it's funny because they give you options of what to say to like you can like uh talk to characters you want to and you can pick two options to say and they're for the for the character you are they're the options are kind of the same just saying it a different way and it's basically for leo both ways are like either say something mean or just slap him in the face. So <laughs> it's it's great. I love that. Uh, it's just, it kind of makes you stay true to those characters, which I like a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fun to play, uh, and I can't wait to go back to it. Oh yeah, I'm having some fun with that. Um, but Gables, I think we're gonna wrap this show up because we're going okay. very long. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we do have a Facebook page and group. It's Junk Dash uh, Podcast on there. Like and join us on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there uh, on iTunes, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Subscri- uh, subscribe to us, please. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Really appreciate if you did that. On I, um, oh, I'm sorry, iTunes again. On YouTube, uh, Drunk Nerds. Subscribe to us on there, please. You can actually see our uh, Way Out stream on there. I, I, we, I uh, exported it over there, so it's on there. Um, so if you want to you see more of that, you can check it out on there. But uh, subscribe to us on there. Give us a big thumbs up on all the podcasts. Leave us a comment. I really appreciate it. More subscriptions, uh, likes, comments, reviews, whatever we get. More likely that people can see us. And then last but not least, twitch.tv slash Podcast. And also, actually more importantly, tw- uh, twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Yep. Uh, follow him and uh, follow Drunkers if you want to as well. Uh, but more importantly, follow Colonel Gables. Uh, he's trying to become a Twitch affiliate, so let's help him get there. Um, but until next time, guys, I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, hope you have yourself a great week. Hope you hope you uh, go ahead and play yourself some fun video games. But most importantly of all that, I hope you've had a fun time listening to another great episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, hey Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet. Bye, guys. See ya.